Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole fucking thing off. Help me, anything move, we knock out. Let's go. I want to welcome all of you to another Zone Coverage Quick Shot. And I got the homie Ray on from Jersey and Buck down there in Pensacola. And we're going to get into a couple of topics um, just really quick. Just a couple of things to kind of wrap about. And so the first thing I want to get into, fellas, is uh, King James versus Hong Kong. And uh, according as far as everything that went down in a nutshell, the general manager of the Houston Rockets made a comment. Uh, there's a protest going on with people in Hong Kong who want democracy in China. China's a dictatorship. They don't play that. Communist um, country. And so the general manager, I think his name is Mori, Daryl Mori or something, um, he supported the protesters. You know, and their push for democracy. And that rubbed China the wrong way. The NBA has been playing preseason games over there. So LeBron made a comment saying that he is uneducated on the matter, Maury is, and basically he shouldn't have said it, that, you know, what he said has some type, you know, can have some negativity to it. And so a lot of people came down on LeBron because, they said LeBron is a hypocrite for saying that because he always speaks out against things, yet he criticized Maury for coming down coming down on him for speaking out about China. And Maury travels to China quite regularly, so it's not like he doesn't know what's going on over there. So I don't know why LeBron said he was uneducated. I don't know what he knows that no one else knows. But, uh, Ray, I'll start with you first on this. Uh, do you think LeBron was just protecting his interest? Uh, do you think he really meant what he said? Or, I mean, how do you feel about it? Because um, there are a lot of people who are kind of on both sides on this. Yeah, I don't think he meant what he said at all. I think he's just trying to protect his interests. And this is the main issue that I have with LeBron James. I think he says things that he feel like is safe, and this time it backfired. And it backfired in a big way. You know, and to me, it's disrespectful to compare this guy to Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown and Bill Russell and guys like that. Now, we talk about athletic ability, of course. He's probably above all, he's above all those guys. We're talking about as a uh, political figure or a civil rights guy or anything like that. See, he says something... Just like now, he didn't say shit. He just said what he felt like was safe. And then when he said it and it backfired, now he's tucking his tail. Well, he's not going to talk about it. And he don't know enough about it. Okay, well, you just call this man ignorant. Basically, you call him ignorant. You say he doesn't know he's uneducated on the subject. So now when you get in the backlash, now you don't want to speak out on it. Okay, see, this is the difference of the guys back in the day. Them guys had everything to lose, and they stood up, and they were made a stand, and 
you know, they wasn't making a whole lot of money. All the family was poor, and they still stood up for what they believed in. Yeah, now, well, you know, I, I, I support Catholic, but, um, you know, I'm not going to dish that or say something about the China and the Hong Kong thing. Say just enough. I think if you want the credit, you got to be able to take the criticism. And Martin Luther King and all these guys that come before him that are true civil rights activists are willing to take the criticism, willing to take the blame, willing to take everything that comes along with it for something that they believe in. And them guys lost their lives, they, uh, their families uh, went through a lot and everything else. For a guy to come in and, you know, every little thing or, you know, talking about Trump and I don't think we should be dividing each other up in the country. I think we should all be together. Man, you ain't saying shit. Everybody know that. But these are little safe comments. See, I, what I would like to see a man do, whatever he says, whatever he do, stand behind that. Hey, you support Trump or you support Hong Kong or whatever the case may be, don't buy my shoes. You know, fan of mine, don't come to my games, don't do this, don't do that. Now it's a clear line exactly how I feel. Not this shit that he did, uh, what is it, early this week or over the weekend or whatever, he said that. And I hope the backlash keeps coming down on him because I think he's a fraud in that aspect. Great athlete, good family man appears to be, and he's a, a positive influence on a lot of kids out here. I don't want to take that away from him. But as far as comparing this guy to these other guys who risked a lot, lost a lot, just like Enos Cantor, you know, he went through a lot in Turkey. If you know his story. He risked a whole lot to say what he said. That's what I'm talking about. Now we give you all the credit in the world if you stand up and you risk something. Right now he's risking nothing. But he's probably going to lose something. Yeah, I mean, he might have offended some of those 12-year-olds when make his shoes. Um, but yeah. what's your take on King James and, and, and Hong Kong? When you don't have the right information on something, you keep your mouth shut. Um, <laughs> you know, he's he doesn't know anything to what's going on over there as far as, you know, China goes. And for, to call out somebody and call them ignorant, and him himself doesn't know anything about the situation, you can't speak on that. Um, I, you know, he's getting exactly what he deserves. You know, I don't like LeBron James. I'll be the first one to say it. You know, I don't even call him King James. You know, I call him Queen James because, you know, I don't care how many times, you, you know, you go to that many championships and lose you just you know I, hey it's a great feat but other than that i mean you got to be at least 50 percent and i mean yeah he's putting up a bunch of points but he put those points up in the first half in the first half and he didn't never show up in the second half he's garbage he's always been garbage he's always going to be garbage so to speak out on something that you don't have nothing have no iota what's no iota about somebody that goes to China on a regular basis and he decides to speak out. And then the person that's speaking out is the one that has 
you know, has some credence on what's going on over there. If you don't know what the hell's going on over there, keep your damn mouth shut. And that's what he needed to do. So if he's getting backlash now, serve him right. You know, so I hope he keeps getting backlash because his sorry ass shouldn't open his mouth about something. He had no business. He had nothing. You know, he just wanted to put his name in the pot and speak against something that he had no, no clue of what's going on. So he's getting what he deserves. He's going to get more of it. All right. And uh, we'll see what happens, but uh, man, he stirred up something. He got folks over there burning his jersey and stuff. And I'm like, man, I said they doing they doing a Kaepernick on you over there. So uh, he was probably just trying to protect his interests, and he may have made things worse. And it's just, man, it's 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 just. <laughs> These folks now, man, they got to understand that just because somebody put a microphone in your face don't mean you got to say anything. I, I, I don't see the point of him even saying anything about the Rockets' general manager. Just don't say anything. If that man ran his mouth, then so be it. You ain't got to comment on it. He don't, he doesn't, he's not your general manager. So, I don't know. I didn't get that. All right. One more time before we go. Jameis Winston and... Uh, Marcus Mariota are in the last year of their deal, and their careers have been compared ever since they got drafted together uh, four years ago. So who do you think will get a starting job first? Let's say neither team is re-signed. Tampa doesn't re-sign Jameis, and the Titans don't re-sign Mariota. Who do you think will get a job first in free agency? And, Buck, I'll start with you. Between Mariota and uh, Jameis Winston? Yeah. Uh, right now, <laughs> but if it, if it ended the day, I would have to say um, Mariota because that, and they already got him on the bench. Um, it looks like that um, my man is going to work with uh, Jameis Winston down there. Um, he spoke out publicly this week about Jameis. And some of the things, you know, some of the turnovers he had in this past game, and he said they some of them were his fault. You know, he was trying to hold, he was holding the ball too long, took a sack, he was fumbled, yada yada yada. But you know, Bruce Arians looks like a, a guy that is going to try to work with him and try to get him better as time goes on. So I, I truly believe that you know I don't know if he I know Jameson not going to get a big contract if he does stay, um, but right now, I mean. <laughs> From what I can tell, I would say Mariota would probably hit the open market first. And it just, you know, really can't make this determination until the season's over and see how this plays out. I know that Ryan Tannehill is not going to keep that job for long. But, you know, we already lost one coach this year by playing musical quarterback. That's something that you just can't do. You got to pick a quarterback and stick with him. If he makes a mistake, so what? When there's quarterbacks out there all the time that make you know have a bad game, and then they turn it around the following week, so you can't start playing musical quarterback. But once you do that, you play you playing with your job at that point. So better make up your mind who you're gonna pick and stick with them the rest of the season. Ray, what do you think? Who gets picked up first? 
Man, that's a hard question, but I I probably would have to say James Winston because at least they know Winston can go down the field. Now he might go down the field, and the other team might bring it up the field when he throw it. But at least they know he can go down the field. Mariola just seems like he's a dink and dunk kind of guy, and you know he can run a little bit and all that, but. You know, Mariota had maybe three good games out of a season. So, I mean, James Winston, you know, he can throw some touchdowns and put up a lot of yards, and he may have three interceptions to go along with it, which ball security is very important. But James Winston can sling it on the right day. So I have to say James Winston. Okay. And, um... I think with Mariota, man, that the offensive line is bad, you know. And I don't know if Mariota has got got a fair has gotten a fair shot or not. But personally, I, I know what Winston can do. Winston can um, he can sling that thing, you know. He makes some mistakes, but he does put up a lot of yards. And um, I feel like I have a better chance with James Winston. It would be funny if they actually swapped teams if Winston went to the Tennessee <laughs> and, and Mariota went to Tampa. But um, That would be funny. But I, I think I have to go with Winston. So. All right, this news just came down. Y'all know about there was uh, – Errol Spence was in a bad accident uh, last week. Yeah. He flipped over his Ferrari. Yeah. I just saw a report today that he got char- he's being charged with a DWI for the car track. Yeah, yeah, it just came yeah. through on, on my on my watch too. Yeah, but yeah. this is the thing. Did y'all did y'all see the video on that? No, no. Yeah, I did. That's because because that's what the I one is asked alive. Had, had he would have if he'd have worn a seatbelt, he would have been dead. But he came up out of the car before the car actually started slipping. So. You know he got a he got extremely lucky, but you know I I I just don't understand, man. Why he would you know? I guess that's easier said than done. But then these guys got to realize when them EMS people come to pick your ass up and you got two hundred thousand on your neck, how much you think gonna get returned to you? <laughs> Listen, man, yeah. hey, only you got two kids got to go to college. What you gonna do? Hey, man, I'm saving this man's life. He over hey, here anyway. Man, he ain't gonna know. He ain't gonna miss that money. Man, he got eight million dollars for Mickey Garcia fight alone. So shit, he got about fifteen million this year. Hey, man, you know you gotta look out for the man. After all, I saved his life. You, you're working out with yourself. I hate that for him, man, because, uh, I mean, it's like he had a lot of a lot of good things going for him. He seemed like a good guy, man. I know people make mistakes, but you can't make that kind of mistake. You know, it's one thing to get buzzed and hit a parked car. It's another thing to turn your car over like five times. Uh, but this is this another thing, too, though, Q. Imagine if you hit somebody else. And hurt them or either kill them. 
Yeah. How much money you would actually have to pay out? What kind of insurance exactly. you got to have? Shoot, they get you a fifty million dollars, something like that, and he ain't made that kind of money yet. So, you know, you have to fight Canelo for somebody and get your ass whooped just to be able to pay that bill. You know, that's why guys got to think. If you don't go to jail. But, with all yeah. this, I mean, if he knew if he knew he'd been drinking that night, with all the Ubers and Lyfts and Z Z trips and all this other shit that's out there for you to get a ride or hell, just a friend. You know, there's no reason to be driving a three hundred thousand dollar car when you got somebody that can get you home. I mean, just leave put the car in a safe place, get a ride home, take a bus, train. Whatever it takes, you know, wherever, you know, it just doesn't make sense to get out there and you get liquored all up. And then the next thing you know, your ass is flipping a car down, <laughs> down the Santa Monica freeway. I know it wasn't Santa Monica. I'm just saying. But um, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, there's enough out there now to protect you. And you, it ain't like the good old days when the cop pulled you over and he said, you've been drinking. You say yes. He follows you home. Don't let me catch you out here again. Or you'll get a DUI. They're giving you DUI first first go round because they're trying to keep people from getting killed. You they, you have to, you know, these guys, you know, they, they these sports guys that get out there and they think they're invincible, and something like this happens. And first of all, he's lucky he's lucky to be alive. Second of all, he's lucky he didn't kill anybody. You know, during this mess. So hey, look what they look what they doing to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart was a yep. passenger in his old car. Folks suing him. You know. Yep. Shit. He's a passenger. Somebody else is driving. And the people in the car suing him. Yeah, because you know, it's his car. Smart. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And Aaron, mm -hmm. Aaron Spence, even when he's sober, he looked like he's about to fall asleep. So, you, you, I mean, he just, he just should, should, should make better decisions. And he's lucky that he didn't get no broken bones. He didn't have nobody else in the car with him that could have got hurt or either killed. Or you had some woman in the car with you or something, and she wearing a seatbelt, but you not. The car slipped over, and she was still in the car. Her folks don't sue you. Then if that ain't the woman you got the kids by that you stay in that big mansion with, you got to be laying up in that bed trying to explain who that woman was that got killed in your car. That's bad all the way around, Bobby Petrino. And if you keep if you keep a good junior, somebody gonna say you touched that titty. When the car was <laughs> when the car was. <laughs> Man, these chicks trying to get him, ain't they? <laughs> they coming out the woodwork now. They go to get him. Yeah, he, he cheesing like he work at the, the craft factory right now, but I think when they get through with his ass, he's going to have to lay down for a minute because this me too shit, they ain't playing. You know, mm -hmm. all types of crazy shit. Man, hey, he, he touched my fire. He brushed up against my breast, or he put his hand on my shoulder. All kind of crazy shit. They say about bite. He he massaging shoulders or something. Man, what? You know, 
it's just it's crazy yeah. now. Mm-mm. You know, you know the thing is the thing about that, about that particular thing. I mean, look, you got to use you got to have some sort of common sense when you go out these days because everybody's looking for something. You know, they looking to they looking to try to make a buck. So, I mean, you have to really kind of no pun intended. You got to make sure you do it, do the right thing. And um, you got to make sure you're not messing with these chicken heads. You know, you may be out there, you know, he out there clowning around, acting like radio and shit and acting like he don't know what the hell he's doing. And you know exactly what the hell he's doing. And, um, you know, like, you know, when this Bill Cosby thing jumped off a few years ago, I said, if it gets more than a certain amount, then you know it's probably more than likely, you know, there's truth to it. You know, now we already looking at about what five or six females already. Come on, you know, you know, he better make sure his paternity is is, is dead on because if not, he's he done. <laughs> but she, well, what, what happening to guys now is when you are famous and you mm-hmm. doing what guys do. They knock it down two, three, four, six chicks a week, and they dismiss them. They not calling. They not stopping them from coming to the penthouse. They can't get through the gate at the mansion and stuff like that anymore. So they had no other choice ten years ago, fifteen years ago, but except but to leave and feel disgruntled and feel used. Now there is a spotlight. There is a a microphone that wants to hear what you have to say. And whether it's true or not, if you got a woman that's disgruntled and mad with you, she can say anything she wants. And when you're that famous and been in the business that long, you can get chicks around the corner who can say, lying going around the corner, say you did this and you said that. But what guys got to learn now, like I was saying about Antonio Brown, the days when, like we was when we was in college and everything, where you can kick a girl out your room, you can curse her out, and you can laugh with your buddies about it and stuff, them days are over. Because you can be uh, uh, with Jeff Bezos, and a chick can bring you to your knees that work at McDonald's. Here. That's what's crazy in America now. And they say it's, it's no statute of limitations on sexual assault now. So just because you feel like, oh, well, I'm damn near 45 or 50 or whatever, shit, can't come back talking about some shit you did when you were 15. See what I'm saying? Now, damn, I don't hardly remember this shit, but this is what she's saying. Now, if you went to the same school and they got you in the class picture together and all that stuff, then hey, what can you do about that? That's really nothing. This is true. Because once they say it, it's a fact. Regardless if you did it or not, it becomes mm-hmm. a fact once it hits the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, fellas, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. I appreciate you hanging out and dropping this quick shot with me. And um, anybody have anything before I shut it down? Oh well, it's a uh, it's rumored you guys keep having problems. You may go after Antonio Brown, the Dallas Cowboys that is. But 
this is what A.B. has to do. He has to admit that he has been licked. I know it's painful. He does not want to do it. You got to go to this chick and say, hey, listen, you tell these folks you lied, I'm not going to give the two men. I'm going to give the three men. And most of these hood chicks is going to say, all right, I don't care if they think I lied or not. Lord, I got three million dollars. I'm good. Now, there is no criminal case. You can play Sunday. You know what I'm saying? If he did that. Play all this back and forth and refusing to talk to the league and all that. Ain't doing nothing but hurting himself. If it was me, I would go to this female sitting down and pay her the money. You're losing way more money than you have to pay her. You've been licked. Next time, I don't let nobody get that close. I don't deal with no female trainers, no female chefs, and all this other kind of stuff. You learn your lesson. Sometimes you got to buy the lesson. He needs to buy this lesson. No criminal case. It is over. She refuses to testify, refuses to talk to Lee. She take a check. And they good. He's back in the league, but he ain't got sense enough to do that. Not at all. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to fool with him. I mean, we got a big enough circus in Dallas as it is, and um, I wouldn't want to fool with AB. I don't care what the situation is. Really, it got to be like very bad. But Buck, you got anything? You know, I'm going to spit me some NASCAR news. Always, Rick Stenhouse will be driving the 37 car next year. Um, he did kicked out from 17. So, uh, it didn't take him long to find a new home. He'll be driving for JT, JTG Doherty Racing in 2020. Signed a multi-year deal. So, I know he's glad that he's got a new ride. Um, Tyler Davis was pretty awesome, even though it got rained out Sunday. Um, they finished it on Monday. It was an exciting race. Ryan Blaney stamps his ticket for the next round. Um, show, it, was, it was very exciting. There was a lot of wrecks. <laughs> 62 car was up front for a split second. They did a um, nice little flip right in the middle of the field and landed on all fours, which was good, but um, took out half the field and took out half of the hot shuttle lanes that were running. So the Fords took it over after that. Ryan Newman finished second, and Hamlin third. It was a photo finish. He won by a foot. So it was a really good really good ending to the race. And Austin Dillon driving the three finished six. So it was a pretty pretty exciting race. Race in Kansas this week. All right. I appreciate it. Fellas, we'll do this again next week. Week seven, we'll talk about that. Um, oh, real quick before I go. Um, anybody got something about this college football that happened over the weekend? Florida, LSU, uh, Texas, Oklahoma. Y'all check those games out? Yes, we did. No, I, I, see, I see a piece of the Florida game. And let me tell you, man, yeah, LSU looks really good. Um, I can't think of – they who do they play this weekend? Don't they have a tough game this weekend? I think they play off this weekend, I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, let me take a look real quick. But uh, Florida, you know, they, they held their own as best they could. But LSU with offense right now, man, is, is something else. And, no, LSU has Mississippi State this weekend. They have Mississippi State. They have Auburn the following weekend. And um, yeah, three yeah. weeks 
four weeks from now they got Alabama. So yeah, yeah. they gonna they whoop them too with so, that quarterback that you got. Joe Burrows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy look good. Oh yeah, they gonna whoop you. Be nice. Cause man, we kept LSU from winning years and years ago. Well, they never had a decent quarterback. Now they got they one. They got one now. They got one. Yeah. And I think that boy going to be in the top five of the draft. He probably is. Mm-hmm. He looks good. going to be no shortage of guys meeting quarterbacks. Because the Bengals going to mm-hmm. need one. The Miami Dolphins going to need one. Several of these bottom teams is going to need quarterbacks. Man, the Bengals got the oh, Prince yeah. of Dark. They got the Bengals got the Prince of Darkness. They don't need a quarterback anytime, so. Big Prince of Darkness. <laughs> you just kidding me, Big Baby, these quarterbacks. He got one for yeah, Aaron Rodgers and Andy Dalton. He got he got some pretty cool nicknames coming up here for some of these jokers. Yeah, so. Kissing Bandit. <laughs> But yeah, but you know, I had some pretty good college football last week. Got some good games coming up. Um, you know, in, in the next few weeks, uh, Alabama is still number one. LSU's jumped up to number two in the AP poll over Clemson. A lot of people say Clemson hasn't been very impressive, but I mean, they don't have a really tough schedule. They just, you know, they'll probably run the table, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Michigan plays Penn State. This weekend, if Jim Harbaugh wants any chance of keeping his job, he has to beat Penn State this weekend. I don't think he's going to do it, but he has to beat Penn State this weekend if he has any chance of, of keeping his job. And that's a, a prime time game Saturday night. He get up there and get blown out if he want to on national TV prime time, and it's gonna be a problem. What, what is he in his fourth year now? Uh, fifth year. Fifth year. Fifth year. Yeah. But he got eight on guarantee right I think so. So he if he get knocked off, he'll be coming probably back to the NFL. And you know, you think they have to show him exactly. You let him come back there, man. They forget all about what happened in Michigan. They sure so, will. You know, these folks got short term memory. And I mean, unless you Kaepernick, somebody didn't can't forget, but anybody <laughs> else? Man, they talking about, you know, trying to get this guy putting crazy money on the table. You know, he come right in there and get him a $12 million job when Belichick never made him $10 million. Yeah. You're right. But, all right. And um, Oregon plays plays at Washington. That's number 12 versus number 25. So, that's the only top 25 matchup I believe there is. Um, Appalachian State is ranked number 24. So, they're in the wow. mix. Oh, no, you got Arizona State and Utah. Arizona State 17, Utah is 13. And then Michigan Penn State 16 and 7. And have you all seen um, Southern Methodist play yet? No, no I have not. Man, SMU is a very exciting team. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, man. I, I, I've really been pulling for these guys this year because, you know, Southern Methodists haven't been the same since they got that 
death penalty probation put on them back in the eighties when Eric Dickerson was there and uh, Craig James. Craig James. Yeah, but since then, uh, you know, they've struggled, man. They almost even they almost shut down the program. But this year, they're undefeated. They're six and zero, um, including a a comeback against Tulsa a few weeks ago. Uh, man, I can't remember. They were down. What was the score in that game? I want to say at one point, man, they were down like thirty to nine in the third quarter. And they scored 21 points in the fourth quarter and sent it in overtime, and they won the game in triple overtime. But um, so they're undefeated. They got a tough game against Temple this weekend. And Temple's been playing pretty hard, man. They beat Memphis last weekend. Have you all seen Memphis play? No, I've seen one game. Memphis has a running back from Yazoo City, Mississippi. Uh, his name is Gainwell. I think his, can't remember his first name. Uh, let me see if I can find his first name. Kenneth Gainwell. And this guy, to me, uh, has potential to be better than Daryl Henderson was last year. I mean, he's averaging almost eight yards a carry. He has seven touchdowns, um, you know, in six games. 726 yards um, on just 95 carries. So, and on... On top of that, he has another uh, – he has 25 receptions for 237 yards receiving, nine and a half yards receiving. So, check out Kenneth Gainwell if you get a chance to see Memphis play, man. Yazoo City Project product, and he's a freshman. So. All right. But, uh, yeah, SMU has Temple, and then they got to travel to Houston. Then they got to travel to Memphis – and if they find a way to win those three games, man, I think they're going to run the table and end up with one of those, you know, lesser one of those bowl games, you know, in the top ten finish or something. But it's it's just good to see them doing well, and um, they got their coach. I can't think of his name. Everybody loves him, man. I can't think of that guy's name. He's just a likable guy from what what everybody says about it. But just keep an eye out for Southern Methodist, man. And Temple and Memphis, those those guys can play some pretty good football. I think on a on a good day they can beat you know a, a lesser power uh, power five school. I really do. So. But all right, that's gonna do it for Zone Coverage Quick Shots. Go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter, and get the podcast dropped in your inbox every time it airs. Everyone have a good day. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? We got something to move tonight, and we start the whole Jocko thing go. Help me, keep the thing move. We knock out. Let's go. I am the greatest. Go play intramurals, brother. They are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy?
You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Be a dog. You don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. But we talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? 